Okay, this is Igris, and uh, we are coming close to Rosh Hashanah. So we're coming close to the end of our volume, and we're also coming close to a time where we have to, uh, we're already in a time where we have to make an accounting for how things have gone over the past year. We've talked recently about Cheshvan Nefesh. We've talked recently about uh, preparing for Rosh Hashanah. I want to talk today about uh, Aben Adam L'Chavere, preparation for Rosh Hashanah, which strikes an Aben Adam L'Makim, preparation for Rosh Hashanah, which is Shalom Bayis, <clears throat> Shalom Bayis, peace in the home. Specifically, uh, the kind of piece of the home that the Rebbe is going to be talking about in our letters today. We have a letter from Tavshin Lamed Gimel. It's printed near the end of the book. The truth is that all at the end of every volume, at the end of most volumes in Igris, they take all the letters where they don't have a date and they put them at the end of the book. So this is Lavdavka from Elul. This could have been from any time of the year, but it is printed near the end of volume 28 from exactly 50 years ago. And the date is, is just Tavshin Lamed Gimel. And somebody writes to the Rebbe about a problem with Shalom Bayis. That's what it says in the bottom down here, that the family was having trouble with peace in the home. And the Rebbe writes, this letter is Yud, Tav Tav, Kuf, Lamed, Ches. Look at that. It says, clearly they were not careful about Taras Mishbacha. Clearly they weren't careful about the laws of family purity. And therefore, they are both having problems with Shalom Bayis. The issue, he says, Nizuka is the issue with Shalom Bayis, that their Shalom Bayis is damaging, both. Is it's going to damage both of their Shalom Bayis. Maybe they can come to this uh, understanding. Maybe they'll understand this on their own. Maybe somebody else has to explain this to them. And then they will understand that this is the only reason why there's a change in relationship between them. And not that they've gone, grown separate over time. You know, people talk about irreconcilable differences. I believe that's the, the usual phrasing of many divorces in America. The Rebbe says in this particular case, and again, very important to note, this is a letter that is to a specific person. But in this particular case, the Rebbe says that the issue in their marriage is not that they grew apart over time. It's that they stopped keeping Taras Mishbacha properly. And had they kept Taras Mishbacha properly, they would have had peace in their home in this particular case. Yitake, they should fix it. They should do tshuva for their sins. And for Hashem, and you can't run away from Hashem. I think that's what that means. The Rebbe says they have to make sure from now on that they live properly as married people. And this is easy to understand that this can repair the problems. The Rebbe says not all is lost. Um, it's not hopeless. They have a Shalom Bayis problem and they have been weak in Taras Mishbacha. And if they do tshuva, for having been weakened Taras Mishbacha and then strengthened their dedication to family purity, their marriage will improve. And he says he's going to mention their name by the Tzian. Now, I hadn't seen a lot of letters like this before. We talked before. We have a whole shear on how people having trouble with um, people having trouble have, with uh, having children. Frequently, the Rebbe recommends Zahiras and Taras Mishbacha, but I hadn't seen a lot about it being an issue in Shalom Bayis. Truth is, it's in like a thousand letters. I brought you five of my favorites. But uh, at least, I don't know, at least 10, 15 letters where the Rebbe writes, somebody writes to the Rebbe about a problem with Shalom Bayis. He says, first of all, check Taras Mishbacha. Sort of like when something goes wrong in someone's life, the Rebbe says, check mezuzahs. I think it's somewhat safe to say that if something's going wrong with peace in the home, the Rebbe's go-to advice is to check Taras Mishbacha. Make sure that everybody knows the proper dinim and that they're being careful with them. Here's a similar letter from volume 10. The letter is Gimel, Ayin, Aleph. And the Rebbe writes here, Baruch HaVashalom is writing to a woman. And we have this weird typo that shows up on the screen. So I don't know what it is. It's from a date. Remind HaMechtav, I'm responding to your letter from a certain date. But Kesevus Asher Imhi, Asher Imhi, excuse me, Imhi, Lashishi, a lot of she's a mother to six kids. Bish Riva Besa, they're always arguing in their home. Bechen Lafam Tukufa, Sebriya Shal Bnei Bayis, Enek Meshit Tzadachliya, sometimes everybody's health isn't as it should be. So sometimes there's health problems with Rahman al-Litzlan. Sometimes there's peace problems, there's Shalom bias issues. The Rebbe says, Now this is a lot more general. Remember in our last letter, I was very careful to tell you 
The Rebbe is writing to one individual. That individual's marriage problem is Taras Mishpacha. Who says this is a general rule? Well, here the Rebbe kind of says it. In cases like this, where we have arguments in the home and health problems in the home, we have to first of all double our carefulness. Double how careful we're being when it comes to mitzvahs taras mishpacha. Specifically, nida, you may have siktara, mikvah kshera, vikayetz bezet. Vichain. Furthermore, the rabbi says, tarach livdekas and mezuzas bebeisam, they have to check the mezuzas in their homes. Shukulam kasheras, they have to make sure that all the mezuzas are kosher. So also check the mezuzas. The rabbi is focusing really on taras mishpacha. Rabbal yivdekas tfilin shalei, and the husband should check his tfilin. He also wants the woman to give fruitus to tzedakah. So he has other bits of advice. The normal, I don't want to say segulas, but you know what I mean. The normal segulas of the Rebbe for fixing problems. But the big headline here that's different than usual is being careful about Taras Mishpacha. Specifically, Nida, Yimea Siktara, and Mikvah Kishera. I believe it's someone in one of our previous classes, I believe we read this letter before. A lot of it sounds familiar to me as I'm reading it out loud. But in any event, uh, also, we should check by the shidduch to make sure that nobody's honor was hurt in that shidduch. Maybe they were uh, originally going to be married to one person and then they backed out at the last minute and someone still is holding a grudge. That's something to check out. In any case, the Rebbe says that they should fix their actions and from now on, everything should be okay. So the point here, once again, our headline is that a lack of shalom bias could be tied to a lack of zahirus, a lack of carefulness in Tars Mishpacha. Another letter like this over here. This is a letter in volume nine. The letter is based up to Kuflam and Ches. And the Rebbe says, Shalom Bracha. In response to the letter, Asher Ein La Shalom Bayis, that there's no Shalom Bayis in the Mitzvah, everybody always blames the mother in law. It says here that she's saying that's because her mother in law, the, uh, the mother in law, she's always visiting their house. The mother in law is over all the time. So this uh, they write that they think that their Shalom Bayis problems are because the mother in law won't stop visiting. The Rebbe disagrees. The Rebbe says, I'm almost certain. That's because they're having problems with the Taras and Mishpacha, not because the mother-in-law is visiting too often. They're not being careful enough about the laws of family purity. There's all sorts of negative things that come from people not being careful about Taras and Mishpacha. This is also included in it. So there are many ills, many societal ills that come from people not being careful about family purity. But one of the main ones is that it harms the Shalom Bayis. Remember, as it says in Mesechas Nida, why does the Torah say that a wife and her husband should separate from each other for a certain period of time every month so that she will be more, so that her husband will like her better, so that she'll like her husband better to improve their relationship? Obviously, we don't give uh, we don't give reasons like that for mitzvahs that the Gemara did, so we're allowed. The Gemara says that one of the reasons for the separation period is that they should like each other more, and if they're not separating properly, they're not going to like each other all that much. So the Rebbe is bringing an answer in Nigla for this. This is in addition to the issues that it, how it impacts childbirth, how it impacts many other things. The Rebbe says, It is my hope. I hope you'll be able to explain this properly. Uh, the less that there's um, the less that there's embarrassment. That things work better, the less the less shameful people are about explaining things. So the more open maybe that we are, the better. We, the experience has shown. I think that the uh, maybe this is a good translation. Experience has shown that the more open we are about things, the better they turn out. Maybe. And has to be explained in a peaceful way, in a pleasant way. So that everybody ends up more satisfied, and the Rebbe gives them a bracha. So that is a third letter about how shalom bias issues may be improved by improvement in Taras Mishpacha. 
Now, I understand that the direction here has been sort of a, if you're having Shalom Bayes problems, double-check your Taras Mishpacha, but I'm also reading these letters in a second way that is Shayach to everybody, including those who have good Shalom Bayes and are good at Taras Mishpacha. It seems like the stronger you are in Taras Mishpacha, the stronger the Shalom Bayes. So if somebody wants to improve this aspect of their lives, I also think these letters are a direction pointing uh, pointing us in the direction of more Zahiros in the in the halachas of Taras Mishpacha. Another letter, this is from this is from uh, volume 24, Tavshin Chavav. The letter is Tes Kuf Chaf Tes. And here the Rebbe writes to a woman, Baruch HaVashalom. In response to your letter from, from Chaf Dalit Nisan, where you write about certain relationships in your house that are not going well. Again, Shalom Bayez problems. The Rebbe says, B'Kevin, Shalafam Hachik Revis, Matzav Kazeh, B'Kateitza Mekira Bilti Ratzoi. Look at that. Usually, Usually this comes from, usually the inappropriate distance, usually distance that you don't want, comes from closeness that was inappropriate in the first place. When coming close to somebody is not mutter, according to Torah, which is the Torah of life, that causes distance between people. People think that uh, the Taras Mishpacha is getting in the way of their marriages. They cut some corners. They say, we're not going to be so careful about the Har Chakis. We have to worry about our, our life together. And the Rebbe says, when people are close when they should be far, they find that they are far when they should be close. The Rebbe is allowing, though, that this doesn't always come from people uh, from people being um, lazy or being uncaring about the Allah. Sometimes people just don't know the Dinim very well. So the Rebbe says a lot of times, People suddenly have problems in their home and they don't know why. And the reason why is because they're missing some din in Taras Mishbacha. We could all use a review. Therefore, it is their responsibility. It is her responsibility and her husband's responsibility. To check with the Rav and make sure they're doing everything correctly in Taras Mishbacha. Maybe the reason why they're arguing so much is because they're making a mistake that they were unaware of in the laws of Taras Mishbacha, which means that when a husband and wife fight each other all of a sudden, or suddenly there are problems in the home, one of the first things that a husband and wife should do is open those farm on Taras Mishbacha and see if maybe they They've forgotten a din, or maybe they didn't know about a din that they could fix, and this will fix it. I'm not saying it's not they fix their ways. This is that they can fix their ways from now onward. And nothing can stand before will. And certainly, if they do chova and they and they change what they're doing and fix the taras mishbacha issues, they won't have family issues anymore either. That I've once again says also to check the mezuzas. And uh, also that she should be careful to uh, separate coins with stuck before Adlachas sort of go to Segulis for problems, and he gives them a bracha. I don't think I want this letter right now. Okay, so we saw something like, what, four letters about how Taras Mishpacha is sometimes linked to Shalom Bayez problems. I think this should launch us into probably a larger discussion about the importance of Taras Mishpacha, uh, Mishpacha, no, about the importance of Shalom Bayez, that's the one I want to focus on today, about the importance of Shalom Bayez in general, something I'd like to continue tomorrow, because actually in our volume, in volume Puff Test, we have something like 30 letters on Shalom Bayez. And that's one of the main sources for the Rebbe's talks on Shalom Bayes. So I want to do a two-parter on this. I think tomorrow we're going to continue. Starting with that, I want to talk about Shalom Bayes in general and how it's specifically a bracha for Parnasa, which I think is very important, especially this time of year going into Rosh Hashanah, uh, as we learned in the Mimer that we learned at the Isle together, Surly's Mimer that we learned in the that we learned when we went to the Isle together. Um, one of the main reasons to focus on peace among people. Going into going into the month of uh, going into the month of not the month going into the time of Rosh Hashanah is because Rosh Hashanah is a time when we have when we make the kli for our blessings for the entire year and the kli for brachas for the entire year is peace between people. The Rebbe picks up on this theme and says that if you want to have a kli for parnasa, that kli for parnasa and bracha is going to come through peace and through peace specifically in your own home. This goes all the way back to Shulchan Aruch This is in Hilchos Einog in Sif 
32. Not exactly where you would expect to find it. <laughs> you have to go looking in Aina and Gnevas Das and Shulchan Aracharav to find this din. But you have to be very careful not to make your wife suffer. Not to hurt her feelings with your words. Since she cries easily, God is very quick to punish anybody who harms her. Therefore, a person needs to always be very careful with honoring his wife. Because a bracha only comes to a person's house because of his wife. Therefore, the chacham told the people in their generation, you want the secret to becoming rich, treat your wife well. If you treat your wife well, you're going to become very wealthy. There's a letter from the Rebbe that quotes this and also expands upon it and also has a fun introduction. This is, a, I, I like the first paragraph. The first paragraph isn't really shy to our Indian, but in the first paragraph, the Rebbe complains about a Kayin who is very angry, even though Kayhanim are normally angry people. So basically, they had a conversation before, and so I think that's the Rebbe reading it. The Rebbe says, I was very surprised to read that you were angry at somebody, even though it's true that Kayhanim, you're a Kayin, and it's true the Kehanim are kept on him. They're usually angry. The Rebbe says, this isn't the first thing you have to do as a Kayin, you know. <laughs> there are all sorts of responsibilities a Kayin has, and there's no reason why step one is I'm going to be angry like a Kayin is angry. You don't have to be angry. Then the Rebbe says, I believe what he's saying here. I believe what the Rebbe is saying here is that if you're going to direct your anger at anybody, maybe direct it at yourself. I think that's what this means. Because he says that, uh, why would you save your anger for somebody else since a person is closer to themselves? I think here the Rebbe is saying that it's not a, that whoever he is angry at is not a person who's worth being angry at because that person does all sorts of good. In any event, that's not the part we're looking at. I just like that paragraph. Here's our part. I think that's maybe it's plenty of plenty. I think it's plenty of plenty. If you remember what I told you about a certain person, that Indian of Shalom Bias impacts Parnasa, that there's a direct correlation between how much money you make and how peaceful your home is. Kedavar Mishnah said, Uktsin, it's a mission at the end of Uktsin, it's also look at the Terah at the end of Parshas Baracha. Vim, Tzrichli, Shtadla, Pitera, Vidan, Tvim. Anybody who's in our Shara Betachin Shir, you're going to love this line. If we have to make a Shtadlos, according to Terah, forces us to make a Shtadlos, make a Kli, when it comes to natural means of Parnasa, Shrem Tale Parnasa, Alachas Kamakamish, Tzrichli, Shtadla, Vidan, Mishal, Pitera, Shrem Tale Parnasa. Certainly, we need to make a strong Shtadlos when it comes to things that the Terah tells us brings us Parnasa. The Rebbe says it would be excessive to have an arichas on this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm a man of excesses. And I'm going to tell you what he means here is that we, uh, we're we told in the Torah all over the, all over the place that we need to make a cleave for Parnassah. We can't just sit at home and wait for money to fall into our laps. We need to try. There has to be Yishtadlus. That's true. However, if we have to do that, and that is the, that is working with nature to use a natural way to gain money, then all the more so, we need to be very careful to make a cleave in Ruchnius. What's making a cleave in Ruchnius for Parnassah look like? Well, we have a couple examples from the past couple of Shirim. First of all, a really good Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the time when we get our we got our Parnasa for the entire year. A good Rosh Hashanah is a Rosh Hashanah of Kabbalah's El and mainly a Rosh Hashanah of saying Tilim. That's the main thing that gives a cleave for Parnasa on Rosh Hashanah. There's also, it's brought in many places in Exodus that Marev on Rosh Hashanah Dafka, Marev Barifos on Rosh Hashanah is a cleave for Parnasa. That's a, that's a, that's a Yishtadlus that's necessary if you want to make money in the coming year. Another one, Shalom Bayis. And as we learned from our previous five letters, another one, Taras Mishbacha, because careful, being careful about Taras Mishbacha, make sure that there is a good Shalom Bayis and a good Shalom Bayis, make sure you're going to have Parnasa. These are all things that are, that are part of the Yishtadlus. 
So people who are really into the Yishtadlis for Parnasa should also add to their repertoire a Yishtadlis in Hilchus Taras Mishpacha, Yishtadlis in Shalom Bayis, and Yishtadlis on Rosh Hashanah in Zagan in Zagan Um, You don't see that as much as you do with people making clear Parnasa, but that is that is uh, that is a shame. Okay. He says, although a lot of people see these as minor things, people don't usually talk about uh, the importance of the importance of shalom bias. I mean, that's not when we look at when, when you ask somebody who uh, you, I don't know, you find a big chassid somewhere, right? Or you find a big mashbi, a big rav. Uh, I think we notice when they have shalom bias problems. That's for sure. That that definitely is a note against them. But in a lot of cases, we don't count it in their. We don't. Uh, we don't go looking to see just how good their shalom bias is and rate them accordingly. The Rebbe says that's not correct. He says if you really want an evan abeichen, I'll come up plenty, plenty, plenty chassid. If you want a real evan abeichen, how much of a chassid someone is, look at what's going on in their home. This is the best way to figure out how chassidish someone is: is how they treat other people, specifically those close to them. A peaceful home is a sign of a as a sign of a big chassid. You'll get this from many sikhas that asks. So here we have a letter that explains that the cleave for Parnasa is Shalom Bayis, and that also Shalom Bayis is an Evan Abeichen of how much a person is a Chassid in the first place. Tying back into our idea that Shalom Bayis is a cleave for Parnasa, and that specifically Taras Mishpacha is a way to ensure that we have Shalom Bayis. We're a little early today. I can give you some of part two, or we can talk. Do you guys want to talk, or you want to, you want a little more for today? I'm letting Sirelli decide. Sirelli is the guy. Me? I'm, I'm the decide. moderator. I think, I think we should talk a little bit. And Let's we, talk a little s- bit. Save a nice, nice healthy dose for tomorrow because I think this is a fantastic, fantastic topic. I think it's really, really good because I think that this is something that um, in general people as, you know, you go through the chasen classes and it's almost like a one and done for most balabat. I'm not talking about people that are very, very makhbin and continuously learning halachas and being makhbin on things. It's like you learned these things of what I never learned it again. I learned it when I was a chassan and I never reread it. The only time I ever went back to the Svadim that I got as a chassan was when I had a question about something and I needed some direction on. So I think, you know, this concept of refreshers, I know a lot of times they do like maybe for the women, some types of refreshers, but I think there's a very, is a great need in the, in, in the community to not only give a refresher on the halachas, but to bring out points such as this how it ties into Parnasa, how it ties into Shalom Bayis, because sometimes a person finds himself married seven, eight years, and all of a sudden they're having some sort of discord with their wife, or they're fighting about stupid little things, and, you know, they don't have that reminder to tie that back to something here that Rebbe says so clearly is literally a recipe for a better Shalom Bayis. So I think this is a fantastic topic, and I think we shouldn't just leave this on the table, and this might be something that we could talk about as a, as a hachlata for the new year, to do something about this for, for, for the community, to try to you know, invigorate people in the Yonim of Tars Mishpacha in this signon, in this style of understanding the benefits, not just someone talking about it, but seeing how the Rebbe writes so clearly. You know, people look in Igris for answers for all sorts of things. It's right under your nose, the answer for 